Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome once again to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt. We're so happy that you're joining us for this episode today. uh, Here on Raising Saints, we talk to young people about all kinds of different topics, topics of morals, topics, spiritual topics, social topics, all kinds of different things. And then we invite our listeners, in particular our parents, to listen in and gain some insight, some wisdom, inside information um, about these various topics. And the reason we do this is because we hope and pray that in doing so, you'll be able to have these conversations with your own kids might give you some strength or some courage or some inspiration or some insight. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. We have a great program for you today. Normally we talk to high school age students on the show, but every once in a while we like to check in with our college students, see how they're doing on their faith journey, see if all of the things that they thought were so applicable and so 100% solid in high school are still that way once they're faced with some of the challenges of college. So without further ado, let me introduce or let me have them introduce themselves, our wonderful panel. Tell us your name and where you go to college. We'll start with you. Uh, My name's Abby Young and I go to Boston College. I'm Molly B and I go to Bellarmine University. And I'm Benjamin Crum and I go to Ohio State University. Great. So we have great representation of different types of colleges and we'll talk about that a little bit too, Catholic college versus non-Catholic college a little bit later in the program. So, but, okay. So I knew you all in high school. I know your families. You come from these awesome, solid Catholic families. And I think it's pretty safe to say that when your parents sent you off to college, uh, they could feel pretty confident that you were going to be just fine, right? Do you think your parents thought, oh, I'm not going to worry about Abby. She's going to be great. (laughs) I could worry about Molly. She'll be fine. In her faith, anyway. Benjamin... Your mom thought, oh, my perfect son, Benjamin, he's going to be fine at college, right? Yeah, and then she was like, I'll see you on the weekends. <laughs> so, so she always wanted you to check in, right? Yeah. Because you were just around the corner exactly. at the Ohio State University. Okay. So so I guess my question is, the overall question is, were they right? How did, how did it go when you got to college? <laughs> was it everything your parents thought it would be and more? Or did you, did you experience some bumps, some struggles, some I mean, new, new experiences? There were definitely bumps and struggles, even with just the transition from, you know, our home church and our home youth group to a completely different place and a completely different church and a completely different pastor, completely different people. Mm-hmm. So obviously there was that change and that'll kind of not shake up your faith, but definitely change your faith a little bit as you have to kind of reassess what's going on around you. And it's not as comfortable as it once was. It's not the same kind of family feel that you have at your home parish. Would right. you agree? Yes. Was that your experience too, Abby? Yeah, I would agree. Um, Actually, my transition was pretty easy. I don't, I mean, I missed home and I missed my family, but at the same time, I just dove into the college life, I guess, and really got involved from the beginning. And so adjusting was pretty easy for me. And every time my mom came to visit, she said, oh my gosh, I just know God placed you where you were meant to be. So, Which is such a good feeling <laughs> for a parent, let me just say. Um, anything to add to that, Benjamin? Um, 
I guess for me, uh, you know, you, you go to your home parish growing up and you, you just know everybody. And so, like, the biggest thing for me is going to a different church and you know nobody. So it's like starting from ground zero uh, to build up community within the church. I mean, you're, obviously your faith life stays the same, or at least for me it stayed the same. But it, I had to meet a lot of people uh, to get my uh, cluster cluster of close friends back. Okay. So you, I'm sure you had an expectation about college and what it would be and— but how was it? What's of what sorts of things were you not expecting that you encountered once you got to college? Was there anything that was just really either faith, either related to your faith or not? You know, a social element or something. So anything that you were just really not expecting, or you felt like you weren't really prepared for? Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised with the amount of practicing Catholic students there were. I was expecting there to be a lot fewer, but um, whenever I go to Mass, I see quite a few students there every Sunday. Okay. So yours was a was a pleasant surprise rather yes. than a, oh yes. my gosh, I wasn't ready for this. In contrast, um, I find a lot of people at Ohio State, they're Catholic, but they're not uh, practicing, and so they're not really expressing your faith, but you bring it up you know, oh, I'm Catholic, and they're like, oh, me too, but, you know, I'm non-practicing. I haven't been to church since I joined college. So maybe culturally they identify as Catholic, but taking a little break for whatever reason. (laughs) What about you, Abby? Anything that that surprised you? Um, In the beginning, I was actually surprised. I thought there were a lot. I thought there would be more practicing Catholics, but then as I came to start joining Catholic prayer groups and the choir at church, I realized that you just had to seek out those who were committed to their faith. And once you really got involved in the groups, you saw the same faces and you saw that there was a much larger following. Were there any, what were the biggest distractions for you in terms of your faith? Or were there any? Studying. Yeah. I never had to really uh, study in high school, but in college I spent 10, sometimes 12 hours a day studying. And so that really cut down a lot of my free time, and I had to really work to make time for my faith. Okay. I would say that the freedom that's present in college is kind of um, causes you to lose sight of your faith because you're like, oh my gosh, I can do all these things that I couldn't do in high school. But, and doing like, you know, doing whatever you want basically cuts back on, I mean, it doesn't cut back on it, but. Um, you're trying to prioritize things right, now. Right, yeah. right. And faith sometimes, unfortunately, gets pushed aside. Right, because a lot of times I think when you're in a routine, part of that routine is, and then I say my prayers, and then I go to sleep, or then I wake up, and then I say my prayers, or whatever. And in college, like, your bedtime changes, your <laughs> the time you wake up changes, if you wake up at all, you know, on a Saturday or whatever. Yeah, so yes. what about for you, Abby? Any distractions for you? For you in terms of your faith? Um, yeah, I agree with Molly. Um, I guess time management and prioritizing were definitely the biggest distractions. But I came to use a daily mass. It was at 10 p.m. at the chapel right outside my dorm. And I came to use that as a good study break. So I would go to the lounge and study for a few hours. And then it was 10 o'clock and I would go to mass. And then I would come back. And it was just a nice way to calm my evening down and refocus. So. That's fantastic because ten o'clock <laughs> is a perfect time. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really going to cut right into the middle of anything or anything mm-hmm. that you can use as an excuse. Oh, it's just not a convenient time for me. 
And the chapel's right outside your dorm? Yeah. Wow. It was great. You were definitely placed where you were supposed <laughs> to be. Were there things that you saw or heard or learned at school that, that sort of rocked your world a little bit, sort of shook up your your worldview? Or... I went to a Catholic high school, so it was all very conservative. And going to college, people are much more liberal and much more willing to express like political and social views that are contrary to how I've been raised and what I believe. So that was a bit of a culture shock. All right. Anything else, Abby or Ben? Anything that just really... I had some interesting (laughs) roommate problems, but... Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. um, I don't know. I had had two international uh, roommates, and then I also had an American roommate. And uh, just the cultural and sometimes social barriers that I faced with the two international roommates uh, was something I hadn't expected. Hmm. Uh, different um, priorities or different values among roommates? Uh, different social and cultural values, yes. Okay. Anything that shook you up, Abby? Or? Um, for me, I guess there were lots of lecturing speakers who came um, to give presentations, and a lot of them had They promoted Catholic teachings and Catholic principles, but a large portion of the student population would protest or go just to kind of insult them or oppose their views, which I thought was really surprising considering a Catholic university should be promoting those views, but a lot of its students did not. Which makes you wonder why the students chose to go to a Catholic college. Hmm. Do you feel like you were prepared as you could have been for your college experience? I think so. I mean, there's no way to prepare entirely for college. You know, there's always going to be something thrown at you that's unexpected. Um, But I think that as much as I could be, I had prepared myself mentally and spiritually. Is there anything you wish you would have known or done before you went to school in preparation? Any of you? The only thing I can think about is Boston's a really big city, so nothing spiritually, but I wish I would have explored like the opportunities that were around me in the city just to kind of explore and experiment with those later. But I think I prepared myself spiritually really well. But now you have three more years to explore I Boston, do. right? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, it is a big city, mm-hmm. but a cool city. Anything from you, Ben? Anything you wish you would have known or done in preparation for college? Not really. The fact that I live or I go to school so close to home um, allows me to come home on weekends, which for better or worse, I guess. Um, so I teach religious education at my home parish and I sing in the choir there. So I do that on weekends. Um, I guess if I could have stayed at uh, school during weekends, freshman year, I probably would have met more people um, and maybe got a little more involved with the uh, Newman Center down on campus, but I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's kind of a double-edged sword, being so close to your home parish, because, yeah, it's a great thing. You feel comfortable, you feel at home, you stay involved, you stay plugged in, yeah. Do you think, regarding regarding the college years, and Ben, you sort of talked about this, um, you talked about your, the people you've encountered at school who are Catholic, but who aren't practicing their faith, aren't going to Mass or 
So I'm wondering if, if does our culture generally accept the idea that we get this grace period when we go to college? It's like a time when we don't have to live our faith. We can explore and experiment and even screw up and just come back to the church later. Is that a culturally accepted notion? Uh, I think so. I've met a lot of Catholics at school that um, have been like, you know, I'm Catholic, but, you know, it's college. I'm here to have fun. I'm, you know, here to experiment, like you said, and so therefore I'm going to put my faith on the back burner and maybe make some choices that aren't the best for my faith. But, you know, I think they're good in this, you know, short period of time, so. Molly and Abby, would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And you also always hear people talking about like the crazy college years. Right. Well, so, I was in college once too. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Right. People just kind of expect college to be something that kind of puts faith and morals on the back burner. Is, is there a way to balance? I mean, to go to college and have fun and have a good experience and not lose sight of the role that our Lord has in our lives? How do you do that? How do you guys do that? It sounds like all of you have stayed, have maintained a solid faith. So, but you've also had good college experiences. So how have you found a balance? I guess you have to have uh, core Catholic friends that are going to make the right decisions when you're around. I'm, I'm, if you have friends that are pulling you to make bad choices, uh, then you're more likely to make poor choices because of the peer pressure involved. I'm also a big believer in like good, clean fun. Like you can have fun <laughs> without being, um, you know, amoral. So um, just so our listeners know, she made the hand gesture you would expect someone to make when they say good, clean fun. Like, <laughs> like fists a, in the air. Fists like running. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I always like my friends and I always try to do fun things like we'll color and we'll go play football and stuff like that. So we just try to do things that are really fun, but also don't make us compromise any of our values. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with Ben and Molly. I know that one of the big pieces of advice that I was given when I went to college was, you know, surround yourself with people who share your values. And that's what I really realized is that you need to develop relationships with those who will strengthen your relationship with God instead of those who will make you stray farther from your faith. And with what Molly said, I know me and my roommates for next year decided that we're going to have like a bucket or a box in our uh, dorm room and just with slips of paper, write activities that we want to do every weekend and just pull them out and like go to dinner at somewhere in Boston or just really clean, good, fun That's events to do idea. with your friends. Love that. I just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and we are here today with Abby, Molly, and Benjamin, and we're talking about uh, the college experience, sort of transitioning from high school to college and how how that's gone and how to make it smooth. Um, so you, you've all talked about friends and doing fun things with friends and good, clean fun and um, your activity bucket, that sort of thing. How did you find the friends that you found at college? How did you find the people that you're able to be yourself around and not compromise your values. Was that difficult? 
I was extremely blessed, and I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that my roommate was like ordained by God that we would be together because we are exactly alike, share the same morals, share the same sense of fun. And then we managed to find other people on our hall floor that would have our same values and morals and was that still trial be really and error? like did you find yourself i'm hanging out with this person because it's a person to hang out with but this isn't a person you know, i should be hanging not out. really honestly like wow i was so blessed to why just... was college so easy for the three of you it's <laughs> weird to me <laughs> i don't know it, there was really very little trial and error i mean and i have a very eclectic group of friends so we have people who like aren't catholic and you know, also don't share my values and morals. And that adds an interesting dynamic, but it also is beneficially challenging. So that's nice. So all of your friends aren't, all your friends don't go to mass with you. All of your friends don't avoid the party scene. All of you, but somehow you figured out how to, how to like make it known what my morals are Okay, and not judge them for how they're living. But, still try to implement like good good clean fun right be a good example and then you look like you're trying to say something yes yeah at first um i did the trial and error type thing i would like i don't know i just got to know like the people on my floor you know secretly putting like check marks or x marks on their door you know that know which ones are good to hang out with and which ones would uh wait just to be clear bad. you didn't actually put marks no on the no doors. no okay, this is like psychological check marks okay and just stuff. just want to make sure <laughs> um but then actually I was walking uh, down the street on my way to class uh, and some guy like I was wearing a Catholic t-shirt. I forget which one it was, um, but some guy like tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, hey, are you Catholic? I was like, yeah. He's like, me too. I'm like, oh, cool. And he's like, uh, you want to join a Bible study? I was like, sure. And he's like, okay, uh, what's your number? And so I gave him my number and then he was like, in five minutes he was texting me. He's like, Wednesday, you know, come to this uh dorm you know at eight o'clock it's gonna be two hours we're gonna have a bible study it's gonna be sweet and so i did that uh that is very yeah it was like god just like placed a guy right there on the street you know um and it turned out to be a guy from spo uh st paul's outreach i was gonna ask and so uh we would go like we had like guys night where we have a witness talk and we'd have dinner um and then we'd go play like frisbee or something like that and have small groups so that was really fun that that's the uh group of guys that i hung out with most on campus that's great how about you abby how did you meet your catholic friends um i actually i guess i have two groups of friends at school um the ones i met at the beginning of the year were just they were on my floor they were people to hang out with um and we became really close but they didn't exactly share my values that much they're more of your typical non-faith college student um but as the year went on i joined um our chapel's church choir and I joined a Catholic girls group and pro-life club. And all of those really brought me to meet students from different grades. And I became really close with them. And towards the end of the year, my two friend groups kind of meshed together. And it was really great because we started one group kind of helped us come out of our comfort zone and do more like social activities. And then the Catholic group sort of brought back the Catholic in the other group of friends. So it oh my was gosh. a really great experience. That's so idyllic. <laughs> Happy your college experiences amazing <laughs> um would would you have any advice any of you have advice for students who are preparing to go to college like what what would you tell them that might save them some trouble or some heartache or some angst 
just because the environment changes, don't change your faith. Still go to church, still pray every day, still read the Bible. Um, you know, just because, you know, you aren't going to your church or you're not praying at your house or you're not hanging out and, you know, with your friends doesn't mean you can't continue your faith life. Okay. Right. Um, I would say that the uh, you have to surround yourself with really good Catholic friends. And a really good way to do that is daily mass because that's where the good Catholic kids are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and also I would say buy a lot of command hooks because those are the most useful things. Command hooks? Yeah. They're great. What the, is a command hook? It's like this plastic hook that you stick on the wall and it'll basically hold anything up. <laughs> that is, see, that's They're good very practical useful. advice. They are. Do you have command hooks? Ben? Yes, I do. I, I actually do have maybe 15 or 20 command hooks. And Abby, you do too? Oh, yeah. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great for storage. Anything. You could hang like textbooks from them, I'm sure. I, mean, I think I could probably hang from one of them. <laughs> like Spider-Man. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Just let's have a disclaimer here. Abby, what advice would you have? Um, one thing that I've been noticing is you don't want to put yourself in situations where you're tempted. I know whether it's in relationships with people of the opposite gender or just your friends, you don't want to you don't want to go to a party if you know you don't want to drink or you don't want to go to someone's room if you know you don't want to do anything. So, you know, just make sure that the decisions you're making are what are best for you so that you don't regret anything in the future. That is all really great advice. And you all, I think, had an advantage because you know, you knew before you went to college way more than I knew when I was 18 years old, who you are and what you stand for and what you believe and what, I mean, would you agree? Like, is that integral to getting started, getting off on the right foot at college, just to know who you are and what your values are? I think so. But of course, like who you think you are or believe you are in high school is shaken up a little bit in college. And that's not to say you like change drastically as a person but there are also little things that make you question and kind of reevaluate not in terms of like big like faith but just like little tiny things that you're like oh maybe i was i'm not as completely sure about this as i once was and does that help you grow then oh yeah definitely strengthens like trying to find answers definitely strengthen but that kind of i guess reiterates my point like because that is going to happen, you know that's going to happen. You're going to take a philosophy class from an atheist professor who's going to present you with <laughs> arguments that you'll be like, wait, I never thought about that before, you know. But when that happens, the more solid you are in your faith and the more solid you are in your relationship with the Lord, that you're not, it's just going to be a little shakeup, right? right? <laughs> not an earth changing, life changing, or earth shaking, life changing shakeup. Um, Okay, so Boston College, Catholic College. Yes. Bellarmine University, Catholic University. Yes. The Ohio State University. Not a Catholic college. Not a Catholic college. <laughs> but a great Newman Center, yes. great St. Yes. Paul Outreach Program, that sort of thing. So, I mean, lots of Catholic opportunities, many downtown parishes um, or campus area parishes. How important is it when looking for a college to look for a Catholic college? In your opinion, how important is it to go to a Catholic college for a Catholic person? I think it depends on the person. Like if you're someone who is easily dragged into or dragged away from your faith, 
like who's not super committed to your faith, then going to a Catholic college is probably better because it's always present for you. But I don't think it's like essential to go to a Catholic college because there's a Catholic presence at most, if not every college. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say keep in mind that uh, Catholic colleges aren't perfect. You can't fix everything. There's probably still going to be uh, underage drinking um, and other immoral activity at the college. Um, but then again, you might have, like Molly said, a stronger faith base, um, more people actively practicing the faith. So it'd be easier in those terms, I guess. I know I had a different experience at college than my two sisters did. Um, The one who went to a secular university said that the people who were involved with their faith there seemed to be more devoted because they had to seek it out than my sister who went to a Catholic university. And she said that lots of the students there um, said like, oh, I go to a Catholic university. I'm already doing more than I should be, you know, like. So That's a really need... interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So for them, it, I know I learned a lot from their experiences, and I definitely see that at my school, too. Okay. Well, I want to thank you all for being with us today. We're going to close with a prayer, but your input is really valuable. I hope, listeners, that in listening to these kids, you're getting a little bit of insight into the college experience and, and helping your own kids prepare for that transition. So let's let's close in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you, Lord. We just give you thanks, um, especially in this country, for the opportunity for education. Help us never to take it for granted. Help us never to take you out of that equation. You are in the presence of all of our gifts, and we never want to forget that. Lord, help us to glorify you on campus and off and in everything we do. Help us to be an example of solid Christian witness. And we ask all of this in the name of your Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. And until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Why should I have Catholic friends? You ever notice that in scary movies, if a character's going to die, he somehow gets split off from the group? I think there's a reason Christ sent his apostles out two by two on their missions. We need Catholic friends to be a constant living reminder that Christ has called us to life, that our joy may be complete. Life and joy. Who doesn't want those? The problem is that while non-Catholic friends might want them, They don't understand that Christ is where life and joy come from. So they go looking to the culture and fall for counterfeits that promise life, but give us death. And if that surrounds us, we'll be alone and confused, even in the midst of friends. So what's a Catholic to do? Go make some good Catholic friends, and together bring Christ to our culture. Everybody's waiting for him. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic.